Welcome to Profiles in Comfort. I'm Jen Marr and our guest today is Scarlett Lewis. Scarlett lost her beautiful son, Jesse, on December 14, 2012 at Sandy Hook Elementary. Jesse died bravely trying to lead others to safety. He shouted to his classmates to run on that fateful day and was able to save nine lives before losing his own. He was six years old. Jesse was full of light and love. He brought joy to the world with his radiant smile and was compassionate beyond his years. Leaving the words nurturing, healing, and love written on a chalkboard at home for Scarlett to find after the tragedy. Scarlett is honoring Jesse's beautiful life by founding the nonprofit Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement. She is a passionate advocate for social and emotional learning that teaches children how to manage their emotions, feel connected, and have healthy relationships. I know Scarlett's words will inspire you as much as they have me. Hi, welcome everybody to Profiles in Comfort. I am so excited to be here with Scarlett Lewis. Um, I met Scarlett back in Newtown, Connecticut, and uh, just admire everything she does. And so Scarlett, welcome. Thank you, Jen. It's very nice to be here. Scarlett, as you know, we love to start this question, um, really trying to have people put themselves in maybe how they see someone that's going through a difficult time, and maybe people react different than to what they've expected. So what did you see, Scarlett, um, with this terrible tragedy? How did you react in a way that people were surprised? My six-year-old son was murdered at Sandy Hook Elementary School. And um, uh, rather than reacting in anger, I reacted or I thoughtfully responded, I like to say, with forgiveness. Uh, I had another older son and I knew that I was modeling for him in the moment how to handle not only significant tragic loss, but also disappointment, challenges, difficulties, roadblocks for the rest of his life. And I knew that I did not want him to perceive himself as a victim. I wanted to thoughtfully respond in strength. And I knew that by choosing compassion and love that, that I would be doing that and I would be modeling that for my son. Uh, the other thing that happened was a few days after the tragedy, I came back to my house and I found a message that my six-year-old son had written on our kitchen chalkboard. He had written three words, nurturing, healing, love, um, phonetically spelled because he was in first grade and just learning to write, um, but not words that a six-year-old would normally say. <laughs> and I was stunned by that. Uh, I instantly thought about the perpetrator and how if he had been able to give and receive nurturing, healing love, that the tragedy had, would never have happened. Um, and so I began my, my journey of forgiveness right then and there, um, which has been the best choice that I have ever made. And I also found a way to honor Jesse's life and be part of the solution going forward through that message. 
I knew that I had found my purpose. I knew that I had to spread that message in schools um, to prevent what had happened to Jesse and the others that day. And uh, it, it really has formed the direction of my life going forward. The other thing that happened too during the tragedy was that Jesse saved nine of his classmates' lives. And we found out about that very shortly after the tragedy from law enforcement. And that incredible act of courage also informed how I thoughtfully responded. I thought, if my six-year-old son, in the face of a, a, a you know, a deranged shooter could have did what he did on that day and saved those lives, I certainly can respond compassionately and do everything I can for the rest of my life to be part of the solution and reduce and prevent what happened to us because it's 100% preventable. I know, Scarlett, it's so true. And the story of Jesse, I know that's how we first made a connection because where I came on the scene, I worked with those beautiful nine students that Jesse saved. And I've always, I always thought of him. I know I shared that with you and just amazing that our paths have crossed again in a way that you are still honoring that in such a beautiful way. And we and have- And so are you. So are you, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best thing we can do, right? Scarlett, you shared that as a single mom after this, it was it was really quite difficult because you had to keep going. Uh, you were a single mom. You had to take care of your son. Um, you live with animals that you're taking care of. Uh, you were starting to form this organization, and you took great comfort in people that just showed up um, and, and to help you. Uh, through all this. Um, tell us a little bit about that. And, and what were some things that people did to really help you through that? It was incredible. It was incredible. I mean, thinking about it now, I, I you know, it makes me emotional. How many people showed up for me in, and in the different ways that I didn't even know that I needed it. Um, I, I have a farm <clears throat> and I had uh, people bringing a truckload of hay. Uh, I wouldn't have thought about this. You know, I was I was so deeply mourning. I had people that came over and they cared for my chick. I had uh, a woman from My Pet Chicken come over and not only care for my chickens, but rebuild my chicken coop. <laughs> I had people that uh, did shifts for feeding my animals because they have to... Uh, be fed a couple times a day. They had a vet come out just to look at them, everybody donating their services. Um, meanwhile, I had, you know, they they were in the house and they helped me there. I had, I was staying at my mom's house and I, you know, I, I was thinking about my first time going back to my house. Luckily, my mom lived across town. And I remember calling my friends who were at the house and saying, everything's taken care of here. Don't worry about that. Worry about yourself. And I remember calling them and saying, I'm not going to be able to come home if I see Jesse's boots um, 
you know, by the door, if I see his toothbrush by the sink, if I see his PJs that, you know, where we threw them (laughs) on the floor while we were rushing to get ready for school. Um, Can you take all of that stuff up and don't get rid of it, but put it in a bag. And they did. Um, They did anything that I asked. And meanwhile, I was over at my mom's house and I had uh, family members that flew in, friends that flew in from all across the country, and uh, a sister-in-law that literally walked around with a clipboard and assigned duties to people. We had restaurants donating food. I had neighbors that scheduled delivering dinner to me for months. Mm. It was incredible. It it was, you know, things when I couldn't think for myself, my community thought for me and it was, it was incredible. It was Mm. beautiful. Amazing. And, you know, you, you talked about meals that went on for months and I know this is a question people ask. And from your perspective, like how many months would you have appreciated those meals to keep coming? Like for, for the situation you were in? I appreciated that so much. It was um, beyond, I mean, we wouldn't, we, we probably, I don't know, we, we would have gone into the pantry (laughs) and eaten canned food. I don't know, but it was beautiful to have a warm meal. And, and, and also by the way, in, uh, you know, sometimes they would just drop it off. They wouldn't come inside, but they would drop it off in a cooler and, and have the cold things be cold and the warm things be warm. And that was so caring. It was Mm -hmm. so loving. It is beyond kindness. Mm -hmm. It's caring. Yeah. Um, Somebody that truly cares about you would, would do something like that. And that's, that's what hits you in the heart and that you remember and that you appreciate for the rest of your life. And it's, it's a really important part of healing as well to know that you are cared for. Mm, so true. And it it is, I mean, I, I, I hear out there sometimes like, well, maybe we'll do it for one month or two. And I guess what I've always heard is a meal is so critical, almost always for someone that's grieving and doesn't just go away after a month or two. Right. Cause a lot of times people are just awkward. They don't know, well, I don't want to get in the way. Um, so what you said is beautiful. It, the expression that you talked about, like when they do something, they're feeling better that they're doing it. But the gratitude that is on your heart that you saw someone that cared, you know, you do really see that, right? And sometimes people don't know if it's seen or not. So that was beautiful. I've learned so much. And I, before this would be, I have to admit, I was one of those people that thought, Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. They have so many people around them right now. You know, they don't need another person. Uh, I would just be in the way. I'll wait. And then I remember doing this. And then it's like, oh, well, it's a holiday. It's not really a good time. And there's always an excuse. And I was the one that made them. And then to have you know, people that, that showed up when it was really hard. What do you say? Uh, there is nothing to say. There are no words, but it's just the act of showing up and doing something. And I know now how healing that is for the person, but also, also for the person that is practicing that compassion in action. 
we're all just walking each other home and that we're all the same in the want uh, in the need and the want to love and be loved, but we also suffer all of us. Mm. And it's in those times of community that we're the closest. It brings us together and we're the strongest. Yeah. Beautiful. It's so true. Scarlett, I loved when you shared the story of people sending pictures and memories, uh, because I've always thought that's something so easy to do and can have such an impact. Tell us about how that was for you when you got a picture of Jesse. I started getting creative portraits of Jesse from the very beginning, and it was beautiful. I, I know because I'm an artist. And so I know that taking his image and then expressing what you see in whatever medium you choose is such a beautiful gift. And I had some incredible, I have them hanging in my house. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm so appreciative. Uh, I was so appreciative. I loved seeing how people saw Jesse in different ways, in different mediums. I even had an artist that was named Jesse Lewis that that created a portrait of Jesse using 3D paper and he he literally wanted to present it to me personally so that he could describe the process and the inspiration that he went through to do it <laughs> and it was it was amazing i appreciate that my art instructor i've been taking oil painting for 30 years and i had um, actually, uh, my mom had done a little photo session with JT and Jesse a week before the shooting in my living room. And I had sent those pictures down to my art instructor and I was going to, um, for my Christmas present buy a, um, what she calls a party pick, which is just a really quick impressionistic portrait of the three of us. And about three weeks later, I remembered that I had done that. And I sent her a text and I said, you have some of the last pictures ever taken of Jesse. And she wrote me back and she said, well, I'll do a full portrait if you would promise to hang it. And I wrote, I wrote her back and I said, if I would promise to hang it, I don't understand. I mean, I would be so honored if you would do a portrait of us, which she eventually did. And a few years later, I was in her studio and I said, you know, what did you mean by if you would agree to hang it? And she said, hold on, let me show you. And she took a portrait of a family that she had done, um, five boys, five strapping, you know, beautiful young men. And uh, she said that a mother had had this done. And then after she had commissioned the portrait, one of her children had died and she never came to pick up the portrait. And I said, okay, I, I, you know, I understand and I respect the different ways of grieving. But for me, I love seeing Jesse's face and it's plastered all over here. Um, in fact, here's a picture that I had done in Jane's studio a few years after his, uh, his death, just having fun with his image. Um, but I understand that there are many different ways to grieve. But personally, I loved I loved receiving how people saw Jesse in different ways. That's so beautiful. And I think, and you'll appreciate this, the farther you get away, the more you want that, right? I think it's anything we can do to help keep someone's memory alive 
is always appreciated. It's good that you understand that it's honoring and remembering in, in the way that they have using their gifts and talents. All right, Scarlett, sometimes people just can't express their comfort or love because they simply don't know what to say or do. And I know there was a situation that impacted your son, JT, that you've kind of learned from in our um, learning moment today. Absolutely. JT was in seventh grade when his little brother was murdered, and he ended up going back to school about a month later. And he had this theme where he didn't think that people cared about him. And this was all the way through 12th grade. And uh, I didn't really understand why he thought that because, you know, it seemed like people were rallying to try to help him in the best way that they could. And uh, it was actually Diane Gray, who's the president of the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Foundation. Um, she's the she's the person that did the five stages of grief. And I think they're now seven, six or seven. Anyway, um, she told me that it was because um, his grief was not validated. And I loved that. And, and what I found out was that no one from seventh to 12th grade had ever mentioned Jesse's name, had ever asked JT how he was, or talked about the tragedy or referenced the tragedy, unless he was in school and the teacher was talking about it, but not with him directly. And I learned such an important lesson from that, that it takes courage, but that it's really, really important to validate what happened and grief to say our loved one's name. It is a beautiful sound to us. Here's the bottom line. You will never remind us of what happened. It's not like we forget at any given moment, and we never will. Um, we love when people remember Jesse and say his name, and uh, especially to us. Uh, I understand that it takes courage. So when people do that, I know that they've found courage and, and that they're outside their comfort zone. And that makes it even more special to me and more appreciated. It's beautiful. And I think, you know, the say the name comment that you said, it it is comes from a place of fear. I don't know if I'm the right one to bring it up. I don't know if now's the time. I loved your answer to that. And I think I have yet to meet a person that doesn't want the name said, right? So Let's just make the record clear. Say the name. Say the name because you know what? It means that it's that extra step. It's, it's you know, not just showing up, but it's it's saying the name. It's acknowledging the, the human being that was lost. Mm -hmm. And it's keeping that love alive. It's so important. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay, Scarlett, it's, it's been over eight years now, and I know one of the things that I'm learning very deeply is the words, it's always with you. Um, it will always be with you, and people need to recognize that perspective. And I know that you shared with me a beautiful story of your family and really kind of intertwines the this aspect of it's always with you and how you respond to it, how your family responds to it, even eight years later. So please share with us that story. 
Yeah, it, it revolves around Jesse's birthday. Jesse's birthday is June 30th, so it's in the summer. He happens to be buried right down the street from me, um, only maybe two miles away. And my mom lives in town too. I have a brother that lives close and used to have two other brothers that live in, in the vicinity. And so they start thinking about his birthday, the beginning of June. And I start getting texts. Hey, we know it's Jesse's birthday that's coming up. We're thinking about it. What do you want to do? Uh, it's so respectful. Like, what do you want to do? And we will do whatever you want to do. And I appreciate that so much but I never know where I'm going to be on that day. And I don't mean physically, sometimes physically when I'm traveling, but, but more emotionally. And so I put it off. I put it off. I say, I don't know. I don't know. And then they come back and they give me options, which is so nice. Um, mainly my mom, she'll say, well, we can go to, we, you know, we definitely will go to the gravesite. And I appreciate that. Um, but I don't know if I want to go. Um, <clears throat> when she says that, we'll go, we we can go to a restaurant and we can, uh, or we can just come to your house or we can come to my, like whatever you want to do, we will do it. And I put it off. I say, I, I don't know what I want to do that day in my head. Sometimes I don't even respond to her. And, uh, and then the day gets closer and she'll say, well, on the day, she she waits till the day. She says, you know, we're just going to go ahead. Even if you don't feel like uh, doing it, we're going to go ahead. We've, we've scheduled it. We're going to meet at Jesse's at two. And then we're going to go out and celebrate him uh, at, a, at a local local pizza place afterwards. And, you know, you let us know. Um, we want you to come, but we definitely want to go ahead and do this. Um, and it's just so respectful and it's so kind. And I love the fact that even if, I don't feel like doing it. My family is going to go ahead and, and, and close friends because they reach out to the close friends too. And they're going to go ahead and, and celebrate his life. It's just beautiful. And, and every year we go through this little dance and every year I show up and my mom has written out Bible verses. They've brought balloons. They decorate his <clears throat> gravesite. My little my little nephews are there running around playing with the soccer ball in JT and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing and 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 they have given me the freedom to just show up and uh, and I and I love that and and I I think that's uh, you know a really beautiful way to honor and remember and it happens every year. That is such a great story and. You know, just for so many reasons, we could spend an hour talking about it. But what I love most of the lesson is so many times people will feel if they don't hear back from somebody that they might have said the wrong thing or something. And and what you said through that, which is so important to point out, is that you always care. It's just you're not you're not sure yet. Right. Like you would you appreciate everything that they did every step along the way. And your family knows that. And that's what makes that story so beautiful. So Scarlett, my favorite question, who is your comforter shout out? The first couple that comes to mind are Robert and Colleen Haynes. Um, that night on December 14th, I went back to my mom's house and 
I had been texting so much that my phone had run out of juice. And I remember some of my last texts were, uh, you know, my my friend from middle school <laughs> in Darien, Connecticut, um, who eventually went on to be one of my board of directors. He is now his wife putting together so much for the Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement. That's eight years ahead. Um, but in that moment, texting me saying, um, we're going to come up. Um, meaning up to Sandy Hook and be with you. And I really didn't want that in my mind. I I tried to write back and say, no, don't, don't. I just want to be alone. And uh, they showed up. And I remember them coming in the room. I mean, I remember, uh, I don't remember a lot from that time, but I remember that I'm sitting in a chair and they rushed to my side and literally dropped to the ground. And put their hand on my knee and one on my shoulder. And it was just, it was so beautiful to have friends there. And, and, and it's a comforter shout out because they were there from day one. And I'm sure that was an incredibly difficult situation to walk into. They didn't know what to say or what to do. Um, but all they knew was just to be there. And then uh, I started they, they've been there for me for eight years. I started to talk about what I wanted to do um, with the nurturing, healing, love message, how I wanted to be part of the solution. They were there for every conversation. Um, they racked their brains. They uh, introduced me to people that could help me with that mission. They were responsible for the first few fundraisers that earned the first dollars for our Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement. And they've been there the entire time, helping me, whatever I need, figuring out a way to get it. Uh, and both of them are on my board of directors, Robert and Colleen Haynes right now. So my comforter shout out is to them for being by my side every single step of the way. Thank you, Colleen and Robert Haynes, for being incredible demonstrators of what it takes to care in a long-term way. We like to show that as a marble jar. They've filled your jar with marbles. Um, beautiful. Scarlett, one last question before we hear about your organization. You know, I love the quote, love isn't something we do, it's something we become. And actually, we become by doing, right? So share with us who you've become over these last eight years um, from this experience. This experience has uh, the death of my son has completely transformed my life. And you would expect that, but in unexpected ways, uh, I have grown tremendously as a human being and in love, <laughs> uh, which is not something that I would have expected. Um, I see the ways that I am more grateful for every single day. I am more forgiving. In fact, I'm intentionally forgiving every single day. I see ways in which now I live my life to serve. And I did not know uh, before I saw everything that was going on around me before Jesse's murder, but I thought, who am I? I'm, I'm just one person and I, I can't affect large scale change, 
the only thing that I can do is focus on my microcosm, which is my family and, and make sure that my two boys are the best that they can be. Um, But now I understand that it is our responsibility individually for what's going on, not only in our communities and in our schools, but also in our world. And that one person can make a tremendous difference and living my life in service and to be part of the solution has changed it in incredible ways. I, I have better energy. I I mean, I I have better health. Um, I have uh, more to give. Uh, In fact, I'm constantly giving, but I, but there's a balance of giving and receiving. As we talked about, I've received so much love that's enabled me to give. And these lessons I've learned through my tragedy, but I do not believe that I would have learned them unless I had gone through what I went through. And I think looking at the difficulty and looking at the grief and asking myself, how is this going to strengthen me? How am I going to grow through this? How can I use this experience to serve others has completely transformed my life. Mm -hmm. So I would say that I am a much better person because of it. And of course, I would give everything back for one second with Jesse, but that's not possible. So I feel incredibly blessed to have been given what I consider gifts from, from my experience. That's beautiful. And it just, you know, as you and I both know the science behind that, it is, it is in helping each other that we ourselves are helped. And it's just this beautiful circle that goes both ways and it encompasses all you do. And so with that, Tell everybody about your beautiful organization, the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement, and how they can find you. Yes. So I dedicated my life to spreading that message of nurturing, healing, love, and uh, knew that I wanted to start in schools and then spread it to families and communities. Now we have the chooselovemovement.org that has no cost next-generation, comprehensive social, emotional, and character development programming. That's a mouthful. Um, But uh, this, this programming teaches us essential life skills that we're not born with, but that are a direct path to flourishing for any age, by the way. And so we offer these skills and tools at no cost because I know that they would have saved my son's life. They're the number one way to have a safe school because they cultivate safety from the inside out of every single individual. And they can help you have a a healthier and happier life in, in all ways. So I encourage people to please go on our website, chooselovemovement.org and familiarize yourself with what we have to offer. Scarlett, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you're doing. Thanks for taking the time to answer um, and share your heart with us, how you've really made it through eight very difficult years. Your light shines bright, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. Wow. What I love so much about Scarlett and her story is how she has chosen love from the start and is honoring her son every day and teaching others to do the same. Thank you, Scarlett, for sharing your perspective on how to care for each other, for reminding us of the importance to always show up 
the weeks, months, and years following crisis and loss, reminding us to share memories and to find the courage to always say the name of the people that we lose. It was an honor having you here, Scarlett. If you'd like to learn more about how you can comfort better, please visit us at inspiringcomfort.com or email me at jen at inspiringcomfort.com. Thank you for joining us. Comfort on, my friends. Bye-bye.